Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Looks over the middle. Second guesses. Fires. Throws. Does he make the catch in the end zone? Yes! Touchdown! Hold a to win it. Another one! He got Another it! One. All Another one! Another one! Huge hole! He's at the 30! He's going to go! Galloway finds Rob Finnessy, who fires the three, and he hit it! Now, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, here's your host, Jim Coyle. Hello, everybody. Welcome aboard another day, and it is Friday, so it's just not just another day. We're right in, heading up, bumping up to the weekend. Thanks a lot for joining us here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Jim Coyle with you as always. Looking forward to another great day. Alec Lasley will be joining us. Zach Osterman from the Indy Star. Jeremy Gray, the newest announcer, taking Chuck Crabb's place at uh, Assembly Hall. Uh, I wonder, I don't think, Chuck Crabb didn't do football, so I wonder if Jeremy's just going to take over for basketball. I don't remember seeing that, but I'll have to ask him that. Uh, and we'll get a, a special, I don't think we should call it an appearance, but a, uh, what do you call it? A special gym from Kirk Haston from four years ago now. A blast uh, from the five past. Five years ago now. A blast from the past. Our fifth consecutive year of running this uh, as it started five years ago. And today is because it happened on this day five years ago, Kentucky Oaks Day, the day before the Kentucky Derby. Um so we'll, we'll look forward to that. A uh, little gem from Kirk Haston. Um, gets played once a year. Looking forward to that. Tony V checking in. How are you, sir? Tony Stuckey as well. Forrest. Five lefts. Dwayne. Uh, lots to talk about. How about B. John Robinson? If you're at, down in Texas uh, running back, he's a, you know, you always heard about guys driving around campus in nice cars back in the day. Well, how about driving around in a Lamborghini? Well, that's what Bijan Robinson is going to be doing because he now has a partnership with a Lamborghini dealer there in Austin, Texas. Smart dude. Um, that's <laughs> smart guy. Don't think there are any uh, Lamborghini dealers here in Bloomington. Uh, how about the Reds, man? Man, are they looking at potentially the worst season in the history of Major League Baseball? They're three and twenty-two. They're on pace for one hundred and forty-two losses. But do you can you believe that they don't have they don't have the worst batting average? They're hitting 203 as a team, which somehow, some way, the 13 and 13 Diamondbacks are worse at 200. 
But my gosh, that that should not ever be allowed in professional sports for a team to be that horrible. Um, when that happens, a league has to do something with ownership. Oh, that's great. Tony V. Boom. Man, look at that. Oh, did you take it off? Put it up. No, you took it off after I hit it. Name, image, and Lamborghini. Tony V coming up with a bit. That's that's funny. NIL, baby. Name, image, Lamborghini. That's quick and funny. That is funny. Oh, my. Man, that that's that's just amazing. That's amazingly quick, Tony. Tony V! Got that right, baby. Um, yeah, the Reds stinking it up. B. John Robinson's probably making more than doing better than the Reds by himself. Except for uh, poor Joey Votto. I saw someone said, please, they wrote an article, said, just please trade Joey Votto. He doesn't deserve that. Sergio Garcia and the, uh, was it the Wells Fargo golf open that's going on right now? He threw a tantrum yesterday. He lost a, lost a ball. And then finally, when he found it, uh, the golf official said it was, you know, you used up all your time. It was too late. He threw a tantrum. And he can't wait to leave. Well, go on and go. Here's some big news, and I can't wait. Looking forward to talking to Alec, uh, Zach, and Jeremy Gray, all of which are going to be on today. But, um, you know that Indiana is taking on Kansas in December as Mike Woodson is trying to expand this schedule of Indiana's that has been pretty weak for a while. So you've had Kansas. Now, uh, and I think this is going to take place a week before Indiana is finalizing a neutral site game against Arizona. How about that? In Vegas. The Arizona in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. How about that? A neutral site. This should take place about a week before uh, the Kansas game. So here Indiana has been playing no one, basically. Um, And now they're jumping back into the, the, the days of old. Kentucky doesn't want to play? Fine. Well, I had Arizona and Kansas instead. You talk about two big-time names adding to your schedule um, and doing it in a way in Las Vegas. That's that's getting Indiana back on the map quickly. That's the kind of thing you have to do. Go ahead, John. One problem is you don't have any marquee home games. Though that's one issue. Now you don't know what you're going to get for the Big Ten ACC challenge. Well, or, but a neutral Gavin site game is not about a home game. The the Kansas game is a home and home. That's true. Yeah, series. So it's just not this year, and that's a neutral site game. Although playing Arizona in Las Vegas is not much of a neutral site. Who, who did they play in the ACC challenge? Since it's only year, a few hours away, I mean, it's you know, you, you do realize that Las Vegas borders Arizona, right? Yeah, of course. Um, where's who did they play in the ACC Challenge last year? Why am I blanking on that? Uh, Syracuse Boston, on the road. They're due a home yeah, game for the ACC Big Ten Challenge. And if they yeah. continue the Gavit games, they'll be 
uh, slated for an away game more than likely. Well, the ACC Big Ten Challenge will give them a good home game, but also is going to give them potentially another big-name game. That could be three three big-time name games. And I don't four, know that if you names. play like a Villanova or somebody in the Gavin games. Yeah, is Villanova going to be Villanova without oh, Jay Wright? Creighton um, slated. They, they've done really well in the transfer portal. Yeah, I mean, Indiana definitely increasing their schedule next year, um, no matter what. And the ACC Big Ten will only add to that. Uh, you had Arizona and Kansas. So, jump, jumping back up quickly. It's change. It's good to see changes because those are changes that you know that tells you that uh, things are being done. Things are happening. Uh, the Arizona game will be a good excuse to visit his brother for Ross. Look at that, Ross. You already booking a flight? Go ahead and jump on those early if you want to. Why not? But uh, Indiana adding to their schedule, so uh, the fans are going to love that, going to Las Vegas. That'll be fun. Um, And if that happens, so if that happens a week before, IU is in Kansas December 17th, and if that happens about a week before, that could possibly be going on the same time as the National Finals Rodeo. Which I know that most people don't care about. You'll that, also but I have the laugh. World Cup going on still. A lot of people because, don't talk about that either. Well, what I was saying is because the National Finals Rodeo happens in Las Vegas is oh, what I was okay. saying. I got and that it's just odd that that would be going on because I used to be out there for that every year, working in the press in the media department for that. But uh, that's the time that that will be going on. Uh, but lots happening in Las Vegas in December, man. Uh, Chris is wondering if Woody will get a game in the garden. I, I there's no doubt that'll probably happen. Uh, wouldn't doubt not seeing be that year. happen. Wouldn't doubt seeing that happen in happen in the uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge at some point soon, depending on who the opponent would be. Um, who plays in the garden easy. in the ACC? Well, whoever wants to, if it's a good enough game. Okay. Uh, if you're playing against Boston College or if you're playing against UConn or playing against uh, any East Coast team like that, uh, or it's an excuse to play. Uh, Rutgers, uh, for that matter, is close enough. But uh, just an excuse to, to be in the garden. I love it. I've been there once for the Big Ten tournament, and it's just a, it's just a you know you're in someplace special. Walking around looking at those pictures from, I'm talking about going back to the old days, man. Uh, Marilyn Monroe singing Happy Birthday, Mr. President. I didn't realize that's where that took place until I was there and saw the pictures. I was like, wow. So there's that. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be uh, give fans even more reason to look forward to next season. When you also had Trace Jackson Davis comment on the announcement yesterday saying, wow, I don't know if that's any indication of where he's leaning toward or if he's already kind of subtly made a decision, but I don't know if you saw that. What do you think that I don't, says? I don't, I don't, it doesn't say anything to me. I, I, there's no point. I've already made my 
I've made, I've made, when people continue to ask me what do I think, it just tells me they don't listen to me. I've already said what I think. I said what I thought three weeks ago, and that is not changing. I have not changed my mind. If I change my mind, I'll say I've changed my mind. I've said he's coming back three weeks ago. I was the first. Well, I was to say figuring it. you would sort of affirm what you're nope. saying because I was on the side of he's probably going to go to the NBA, and now the more he comments on things like this, the more I think he's just building the anticipation for fans because that's what he wants, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I think he's he's trying to get that excitement going for when he announces that he's going to come back to Indiana. Could be. Uh, I'm not. I, that's maybe, maybe not. But I, as far as whether he comes back or not, I have made my my opinion known on what I think is going to go with that. And I think he's coming back. I've always thought he was coming back, and I've told you the reasons why I thought he was coming back. Uh, Tom hits up the Reds have no answers in the farm system. That's right. Louisville has no players on that forty man roster. That's their AAA ball club down there. They're down to a. That's right. They 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 aren't they in last place? When you're in last place and your AAA team is in last place, that is bad bad news. Bad news. I know they called up T.J. Friedel from the. Who Louisville cares? Bass, that's not doing anything for them. They stink. They're the worst team in AAA. They're the worst team in the major leagues, and they have the worst team at AAA, to my knowledge. Uh, it's usually it's the other yeah. way around, and they trade everybody. So what are the, what are they going to do? They it's not like they they have money. They're going to go out and and get free agents. <laughs> no, it's like Phil Castellini said: "Be careful what you wish for." Well, this is what's happening now. Well, I what I think what most Reds fans wish for is for the Castellinis to no longer own the Reds, Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> That's what most Reds did. Fans he threaten like to, to move the team or something stupid like he, that? He said, "Where you, he said, where are you going to go?" That's like two weeks ago. He made an okay. ignorant comment and follow, and then doubled down the next day with something else, something dumb. But Robert Carter says hello. The truth down in Evansville. How are you, sir? How are the fans, folks listening on the Raft ninety-seven-seven? I mean, oh, some big news down in Evansville. By the way, uh, yeah, they finally got rid of their head coach. Or something like that. And a lot of well, uh, rumors speculating you, about Tom Crean going down there. It sound, wait a minute. It sounds like you're telling me and then asking me at the same time. I don't know what. <laughs> what I, 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 are you? You're telling me or are you asking me something? I'm kind of telling you, wondering if you already knew. I'm not sure where to approach it. That's kind of why I'm phrasing the way that I'm phrasing. Uh, well, they did fire Tom Licklider, the former Butler coach, Todd Licklider, which I, why they fired him, I don't know. Didn't he just come in there last year as a, uh, didn't he just step in there last year or they hired him last year? I remember, um, in the, in the, with the Walter McCarty stuff that was going on, you know, he was the 2007 national coach of the year at Butler. Jeez. I mean, I know that was 15 and, years ago, but. And now he's fired as Evansville's coach after. Um, David Raglan, who was an assistant at Butler now, has looked at to possibly be um, 
someone that they're looking at for that. Uh, he was currently an assistant to Thad Mott up there who was retained on this Butler staff. Uh, he's an Evansville native. So there's, uh, and actually was considered a runner up to Walter McCarty in 2018 coaching search. So there's that. Uh, another possible candidate listed by the Indy star is Tom cream, which I find to be a joke. That's not no says whom. Before we get to break, why why is it a joke? Why why shouldn't that be taken what? seriously? Well, who's who said that he is? Jeff Goodman. It just, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm not saying Jeff Goodman is the best person in the world, but he is somebody that said that. Let me tell you, if you're a a big, if you're a Division One coach that has coached at, at at Marquette, at Indiana, at Georgia, and you go to Evansville, and I know that. He doesn't have a lot of options because it's dink, 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 dink down for him. Why? Just go to ESPN. You'll make double the money. It won't be nearly as embarrassing as going to Evansville. And then if he were to fail at Evansville, now what? ESPN may not even want you That's then. True. Hey, we got to take a break. You're probably done. I'm. Uh, I've, I've gone too long. We got to take a break to get Alec Lasley on. Uh, and plenty more. Alec Lasley joining us today, Zach Osterman, Jeremy Gray, and, of course, the, the special from Kirk Haston. Uh, all happening today here on Indiana Sports Speed Radio, brought to you by our good friends at the courtroom down in Bedford. Uh, don't forget, the courtroom's bringing you the Crawl Fest, the fourth annual Crawl Fest, sponsored by Courtroom Sports Grill in Bedford. Uh, 13th and 14th of May, that's next weekend, at the Harp Commons downtown. This year's event, headlined by Hoosier native Country superstar Clayton Anderson. Make sure you just go to uh, Courtroom Sports Grill's Facebook page to get all the extra information you need. We're back with more here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether you're visiting Bloomington or a cutter, you need the Wild Club app. The Wild Club app lets you earn while you eat. Get discounts from places like Southern Stone Restaurant. Comfort food with a Southern charm. Feast Market and Cellar has a wonderful selection of wines, cheeses, and much more. Cabello Restaurante, located on the square in the former Grazi location, has a menu that leaves you planning your return trip before dessert. BB's Market, Butchers and Bakers, formerly the Wagon Wheel, has the best custom meats in all of Southern Indiana and much more. The courtroom in Bedford is a great place to catch a game or just relax with friends. And there's so much more. Get your My Wild Club app now from your app store. It's free and you earn while you eat. Also, go to MyWildNetwork.com. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area 
or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs. Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let Drs. Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. This segment is brought to you by Feast Market and Cellar. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Friday. Brought to you by our good friends at Andy Morhonda. Bloomington's number one Honda dealer and Feast Market and Cellar. Located next door to Southern Stone. Feast Market Cellar, located on, next to Southern Stone, offers an extensive wine selection with a sommelier on staff. Wide variety of cheeses, gourmet sandwiches, entrees, coffee bar, bread and pastries, all mouth-watering. Welcome in, please, Alec Lasley from Hoosier.com. How are you, sir? Good morning. How are you doing? Fine. Lots of uh, little bits of info out today. Uh, we were talking about the Evansville situation, Todd Licklider, former Butler coach, fired there. A uh, little surprising. Uh, the timing, it, it prevents them from really looking for another job. Uh, kind of puts puts them in a bad position. It's kind of an odd time uh, for that to happen, but it did. And so Evansville is, is where they are, which is kind of an odd spot to be right now with the transfer portal happening and everything going. This cannot be good for their program for this upcoming season, I wouldn't think. No, not not good at all, especially <laughs> at this at this at this point in the uh, you know late spring, early summer. Obviously, they they just got a new athletic director, so that plays a little bit into it. But at the same time, you know, we were talking at the break here. I just think there there, there should be uh, a certain point where in the off season there there should not be any firings of coaches. It, it they they've had. So many months. I know there's a new athletic director, but still, they, they've had uh, a lot of time to not not only get a new athletic director, but but obviously talk to him throughout the the interview process and and have some sort of a feeling out uh, kind of procedure of hey, if we bring you in, what's you know what are your thoughts on the coaching staff of this program and or this this uh, sport and this sport? And you know, if someone comes in there and says, hey, well, I want to get rid of everyone. 
you know, that's, that should be a little bit alarming. Obviously you have to make moves. What's, what's going to be best for uh, your university and your program. But, you know, at the same time, I think this one, uh, especially getting rid of just wiping the, the slate completely clean uh, is a little bit crazy in my opinion, uh, especially again at, at this point uh, in, you know, uh, the first weekend of May, uh, you usually don't see anything like that, especially with what we just said, the, the one-time transfer rule, um, having it up until May 1st to actually hit that as a transfer. Um, now, again, a, a few years ago, they did put in place where if a coach got fired uh, or moved on after that, that deadline, that you would have basically like another month to, to kind of make your, your decision as a player. But still, at the same time, a, a, lot's, a lot's happened in the transfer portal over the last two months that it, it puts these players – uh, in, in a real, real bad and tough situation um, for for a lot of different reasons. So just difficult to see. Yeah, and uh, a little surprising uh, this time, but uh, it is what it is. Um, and Tom Crean, one of the names thrown out there, which I personally don't see happening. Um, I, I think that that would be, dude. Just I, I'm like just. Go to ESPN. They're, they would take you in a heartbeat. Uh, that, to me, uh, and that taking Evansville for for him would be embarrassing. Um, not, no offense to to Evansville. I'm just saying for a guy that has been at Marquette and Indiana and Georgia and the SEC, and then have to to make that. Maybe that's where he is. I don't know. Uh, but I, if I were Tom Crean, I'm not considering that job. Not to say that he is just because someone threw his name out there, but. Um, that's a job for guys that are up and coming, man. And, you know, if to me, if that's, that's a, that's just like, uh, uh, Oh, who was the former Kentucky coach? Uh, that was at Minnesota and, uh, Tubby Smith. And Tubby Smith and ends up at, at, you know, where is he now at high point? He's at a school. I think, he, he, I think he ended up, uh, retiring or stepping aside this, this year too. So, after, yeah, I mean, being at, after being at high point. So yeah, yeah, you see those guys go down, down, down. That's not what you wanted, what you want for your career. Yeah. I mean, at, at the same time, obviously he, he didn't really prove that he could coach in, in the SEC and, and even in the, the last, uh, you know, year and a half kind of that Indiana tenure, obviously struggled uh, with consistency there. Um, obviously the, the year off at, at ESPN did him wonders and it does, a lot of coaches wonders if they take a year off, obviously you look at what, what Archie Miller did this year, even what Sean Miller did, right. You know, it seems like everyone kind of forgot about the whole uh, FBI and NCAA investigation with, with Sean Miller. Um, he gets right back on the horse and, and goes to Xavier as well. with just one off season uh, without, uh, or just one season without coaching. So um, I, I think for Tom Crane though, he's not going to get, I would be very shocked if he gets another, uh, you know, high major power five job unless he proves that he can uh, do do something at the mid-major, low-major level. It's just, you know, he's had he, he's had way too much time at Georgia to prove that, that he can win even just a couple SEC games. Hasn't been able to do that. We've always known he can recruit. So that's that's never an, an issue to get some of these kind of star talent level players for, for one or two seasons. But um, when, it, when it comes to um, over the last, you know, five, six, seven years, uh, putting together, you know, a, a really, really good program, not just a good team. He has struggled with that. And so I, I think at this point, you know, he's he's done a lot in his college coaching career. Um, it'd be good to, to kind of maybe just take the year off in general 
Um, but at the same time, I don't think necessarily taking a step back and, and <clears throat> moving to like an Evansville is, is too much of a, uh, a step down. I, I think if you're, if, if you still have a program that wants you, right, it, it, it's a, it's a great redemption story. If you were to go there and, and bring them back some success, especially after kind of everyone, uh, really attacking this program over the last 24 hours here. So who knows if he takes it? Who knows if he's even seriously considering it or seriously in consideration for it? Uh, obviously, fun to talk about. Um, you know, good personality with with the media, but at the same time, you know, I, I think um, some time off from from the sport would uh, would do him would do him wonders if he does want to get back into coaching here in the near future. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of Indiana and their future, uh, in addition to adding Kansas to the schedule coming up this season in December, now it looks like they're going to be playing uh, Arizona a week before them, um, which is a great addition to this schedule. Indiana's schedule has gone from being pretty you know, mundane. Now you're adding a neutral side game with Arizona and a home-and-home with Kansas. That's, that's a big-time addition. Yeah, and it doesn't even include the ACC Big Ten Challenge with, exactly. you know, re- regardless of what Trace Jackson Davis does, Indiana will probably get, you know, a, a top four, top three team in the ACC, I, I would I would guess. Whether that's home or away doesn't really matter, but uh, the fact that you have those three and then potentially the Gavit games as well with the Big East, those are four uh, incredibly tough non-conference games that are not only going to challenge you, but really get you ready, um, especially for uh, a, a team that has a lot of upperclassmen. Um, it'll be a really good test for them, but also a guy like uh, Malik Renault or Jalen Hood-Shafino, guys that are expected to play big minutes and big parts of the success of this team next year to, to get thrown into the fire right away and play against a lot of these uh, really, really talented programs across the country and high major talent uh, within the first you know month and a half of, of your college career is, is going to do them wonders for the back half of the Big Ten. So even if they were to lose, you know, those four games, right, against Kansas, Arizona, whatever ACC opponent they have, and then the, the Gavit games, let's say they go 0-4 there, it's still going to help Indiana tremendously uh, in Big Ten play. Um, but obviously at the same time, you need to get, get some of those wins, uh, especially for a team that uh, snuck in uh, by the, the skin of their teeth there um, uh, this season to the NCAA tournament. Not only that, though, with with Indiana landing the, the top five class in the country with national names like Jalen Hood, Shafino, and uh, Malik Raynaud, and nothing against uh, the other guys, CJ Gunn and Banks, and uh, not that they're not great players, they are. But these guys were just more nationally known. So with that, uh, with the number five class, with adding Arizona and Kansas, Indiana is trying to quickly get back into that that level of play where where other people saw indiana because for too long now you say indiana and they're like yeah it's a there has been uh, and and rightfully so if you're outside there it's there's no reason to think otherwise but this is um to me a, a way to quickly get indiana back into that everyday conversation yeah absolutely and that that's this is part of the reason why indiana even before mike woodson got there wanted to get out of the Crossroads Classic to expand into more of these nationally recognized games and against these these really, really talented opponents because the Crossroads Classic w- was never something that was going to benefit Indiana. Obviously, as a state, it, w- it was great to have those four schools in there, but 
Um, that was a lose-lose situation for Indiana. They're, they never really played uh, a really high-quality opponent that helped them when it came to trying to get into the NCAA tournament. Um, but it also would just hurt them in the non-conference because those teams just weren't as strong year after year, regardless of what Indiana really was. So at the end of the day, this is this is a great move for Indiana. It's one that puts the program back on that national spotlight and that national level of playing these big time games like the like Carolina has, like Duke has, like Gonzaga has um, in the non-conference and in these neutral site um, arenas and having it in Las Vegas. Right. is is a, you know, an experience in itself um, playing a team that's basically going to be an away game for Indiana realistically. I would I would think with uh, with all the Arizona fans that are out west, obviously Indiana travels great, so that that's not an issue. But uh, playing in a hostile environment like that to uh, a week before you go to to Kansas is is something that I think a lot of Indiana fans are are extremely excited about um, and should be, especially with the roster that they're going to have uh, coming back next year. And then not only that, like I talked about, how people view Indiana winning games like that. <clears throat> Uh, playing them is one thing, but winning them is another, and winning them does more for you, obviously. Uh, going out and to playing in Arizona at, at a neutral site, which I'm not sure, I told John earlier, I'm not sure how much of a neutral site this is since Las Vegas borders uh, Arizona. <laughs> they're not, they're a several hours, a few hours away um, there. But anyway, it, it'll probably be a, uh, the way Indiana travels, that's probably going to be a pretty good uh, Indiana crowd out there uh, to Las Vegas. I mean, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a great environment either way, and that's that's the thing that Indiana has struggled with is playing in these environments that even if they're fifty fifty or sixty forty, right? The the majority of these neutral site games that Indiana plays in are eighty twenty probably Indiana fans. They need to go out and they need to go venture out west, which obviously they're doing, and, and play against uh, opponents that are going to see a lot more travel uh, for the away team or for the the opponent that they're playing, right? Because you know they can come, they can play in Indianapolis all they want. They can go to to New York or Chicago. Indiana fans are, are going to dominate the the stands in any of those three uh, locations. So the fact that they're they're going out west so early on in the season and they they want to travel out there. Um, I'm sure they they probably had a couple other potential locations for this game, but uh, Mike Woodson has shown that he wants to play against the top, top level uh, programs out there because that's obviously how you can test yourself and, and how you can really uh, see where you rank and stack up against uh, the, these other teams that are competing for national championships and final fours every single year. And the only way to do that, like you said, is not only go out there and play the game, uh, but there, there comes a point where you have to obviously win the games too. And, um, th- this seems very similar to uh, what could be of, uh, I can't remember which, I think there was a 20, the, the 2015 year, 2015 season, the start of that, when Indiana played Kansas uh, out in Hawaii. And, yeah. and the, the game that they had out there where Indiana, obviously what was still supposed to be good, but I don't think people expected them to, to go in and knock off uh, a really, really strong Kansas team. So if Indiana, you know, builds some momentum there early on in the season, it, it could just catapult them to to obviously a good Big Ten season, uh, but one that I think a lot of people are, are kind of itching for now after a full a full off season of of Mike Woodson and a full season of Mike Woodson as well. And not only that, it it uh, besides 
the fans seeing that Indiana more as a national brand. Also, now more players are going to see Indiana as a national brand, which has not been the case for the last few years. Obviously, Mike Woodson is changing that, as I said, talking about Jalen Huchifino, people like him, and Malik Raynaud. But this goes even further uh, with that when you're on national TV doing it, uh, when you're out west doing it. It opens up to a whole new audience, and not just, uh, like I said, I'm not talking about just viewers and fans. I'm talking about potential players now. Yeah, and it, it opens up the, like you said, the, the the recruiting, right? Because a lot of kids out West, if they if they never see a team come out there for a neutral site game or never play out there, right, it does play into their decision making a little bit. Uh, no matter what a kid says about not being, you know, super close to home, there, there comes a point where they, they want to have some family, they want to have some friends be able to attend games that aren't across the country. So this just opens up a little bit more of that that national uh, level of excitement, that recruitment that Indiana's trying to get to, which they've pretty much been able to do, um, you know, Midwest and, and East Coast and, and Southeast as well, but really haven't been able to, to expand out West. Um, and if this is something that now they continue to do with, uh, obviously, the, the Kansas game being more out West than some of these other uh, opponents that they would face and then Las Vegas gives them a little bit more opportunity to now go make a pitch at any of these Western recruits and, and say, hey, we're, we're making an effort to come out there. Um, so it, it's just another tool that Mike Woodson has in his back pocket that he's already shown he can recruit and, and secure top talent, um, even sometimes uh, on a lot shorter of a turnaround than, than other coaches. Uh, but now he just has that, that extra bit of, of firepower that he can pull out there for a recruit or a recruit's family. Absolutely. We've got lots more coming up here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Alec Lasley's with me for another segment here. We'll talk about some recruiting, more offers going out for Indiana. Uh, where are they on that? What's going on this weekend and coming up? Back with that and more brought to you by our good friends at Feast Market and Cellar. Back right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether you're visiting Wilmington or a cutter, you need the Wild Club app. The Wild Club app lets you earn while you eat. Get discounts from places like Southern Stone Restaurant, comfort food with a southern charm. Feast Market and Cellar has a wonderful selection of wines, cheeses, and much more. Cabello Restaurante, located on the square in the former Grazi location, has a menu that leaves you planning your return trip before dessert. BB's Market, Butchers and Bakers, formerly the Wagon Wheel, has the best custom meats in all of southern Indiana and much more. The courtroom in Bedford is a great place to catch a game or just relax with friends. And there's so much more. Get your My Wild Club app now from your app store. It's free and you earn while you eat. Also, go to MyWildNetwork.com. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. 
Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMooreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. The 4th Annual Crawl Fest, sponsored by Courtroom Sports Grill, is back. Join us at the Annual Crawl Fest, May 13th and 14th, at the Harp Commons in downtown Bedford. This year's event will be headlined by country superstar and Hoosier native Clayton Anderson. We are planning for this to be Bedford's biggest crawl fest ever, with the biggest crawfish boil around, complete with a beer garden, stocked with local craft brews, live music Friday and Saturday, and fun for the entire family. Where else can you get all you can eat, listen to great music, enjoy it all on a beautiful southern Indiana spring night? Let's kick summer off early. For more information, go to the Courtroom Sports Grill Facebook page. This segment is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back. It is Friday here at Indiana Sports Beat Radio, brought to you by our good friends at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. If you're heading down to the Derby or in southern Indiana, Clarksville, right off of I-65, pizza, burgers, beer. Alec Lasley from thehoosier.com with me right now, and their offers continue to go out uh, for everybody, Indiana included, as I saw more offers out yesterday. Alec? Yep. Uh, they, they've had a couple. Uh, I had a visit yesterday from 2024 uh, guard out of Ohio, Jonathan Powell, uh, who they did extend an offer to. Uh, they have another one coming today, Travis Perry from Kentucky. Uh, who plays on Indiana Elite? So they they've been able to see him a lot of times, but but four star Eddieville there. He's from Eddieville. <laughs> yep. That's down where the prison is in Kentucky. By <laughs> by, uh, just just so you know, there's a prison there. Um, Eddieville is, I think that's just outside of Louisville, a ways, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, he, like I said, he's playing with Indiana Elite on the AAU circuit, so um he's he's spending a lot of his time in in the uh indie area so not not too surprising to obviously see him come up to uh for a visit here today um no one you know that on- you know that i'm gonna say mike woodson has did, did they offer reed shepherd they, they never offered him did they indiana yeah yeah they did oh they did offer him okay so yeah. they've offered they offered him they offered uh the kid that went to louisville uh okay. evans Kelly Glenn. Glenn and him now, if they offer him, they will have offered more Kentucky kids scholarships than any, maybe any Indiana staff in the history of Indiana. That's three in a year. And I don't remember ever being three ever. Yeah. That, that's also due to, I think the, the Kentucky class is, is a little been a little bit better over the last two two years uh, than it than it has recently. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, again, this Mike Woodson is not scared of, of any program of any recruitment to get involved in, whether or not he's early or late. Um, and and he obviously shows you that. But 
Uh, but yeah, Jonathan Powell, who, who got the offer yesterday, um, put up 45 points in the, the first live period uh, against Indiana Elite in front of the Indiana coaches, got an offer from Illinois, actually, I think in the middle of his game um, in the first live period there at the beginning of April. Uh, How do you so get an offer in down. the middle of a game, man? What, you got somebody yeah. come down and call a timeout? Hey, man, uh, we want to give this kid an offer. Yeah, well, now you obviously through the through through the the grapevines there. They, they had an assistant coach there. They uh, they push it over to one of the the assistants on staff, and and that's what it seems like it it was. Um, yeah, so see, yeah, that's kind of yeah. weird though to me. I'm like, why do you want to mess somebody in the middle of the game? I did, it obviously didn't matter. I mean, you put up 45 points and hit nine threes in that game. Maybe I uh, guess that's lights, why they. I guess that's why they did it in the middle of the game. <laughs> yeah, light. He, he's a lights out shooter. Six foot four, six foot five. Uh, can pretty much play any any guard position there. Uh, really, really talented with the ball in his hands. Um, but he transferred uh, to Centerville. Uh, so he's going to be playing for uh, Brooke Cups, who is Gabe Cups' father at Centerville next year. Uh, also going to be playing, obviously, with uh, Indiana commit Gabe Cups next year at Centerville. So that's going to be a really fun backcourt to, to watch. Obviously, a year apart there. So um, we'll, we'll see kind of what happens in, in this recruitment. He picked up an offer from Ohio State earlier this week when he visited Texas A&M uh, last week as well, uh, has an offer from Dayton uh, too. So his, his recruitment's really starting to pick up here uh, after some really, really strong showings. Um, but yeah, then you, you look to the 2023 class and, and the newest offer there, TJ Power uh, from the, the New England, New Hampshire area. Uh, really, really talented, uh, kind of not, not so much a hybrid forward. He played that. Uh, more of a stretch hybrid forward position at at high school in his high school season, uh, but here during the AAU season, he's really been able to show his versatility a lot more. Uh, really, really good with the ball in his hands, creating off of the dribble. Uh, lights out shooter. Been shooting, uh, I think, forty four percent from three at the Indianapolis um, live period uh, for the Nike EYBL a couple weeks ago uh, in front of the assistant coaches there. So um, he he's a guy who. Extremely interested in Indiana, obviously just got the offer. Uh, but through talking to him, it, you know, it looks like some of the schools are standing out right away. Indiana and Notre Dame was a big offer for him um, and, and uh, a couple other schools. Boston College is one to, to kind of watch out there. Um, still still early in, in his recruiting process, even though he is a 2023 guy, uh, but is looking to take some visits here uh, in June. Dual sport athlete plays baseball as well. So once his baseball season kind of winds down, look for him to, to get out to Indiana. I expect that visit to happen. Um, and I would, I would expect Indiana to, to be really strong in this recruitment if they continue to push, which it, it looks like through the conversation, they're, they're very early conversations. They're, they're going to continue to do that. Yeah. I was just looking up where uh, Eddieville actually is. And it, it not only is it closer to Paducah, it is close to Paducah. It's down by the, the, the Kentucky lakes out there in Western far Western Kentucky, which um, you don't hear of kids coming from out there, uh, you know, big time kids, but that explains the Illinois offer. And uh, the fact that he's playing for uh, Indy elite, uh, I wonder how he ended up there with those guys. Uh, it's it just, I'm always curious on how things happen, uh, how people end up there. Uh, does the state of Kentucky have many strong AAU programs? I mean, they, they do, especially, you know, you look in the Louisville area, that's obviously a, a big one, but at the same time, like I said, there, there hasn't been a lot of really successful players who have kind of stayed in state for, uh, for, for high school 
basketball in Kentucky for their AAU programs. They, they tend to go out in the Indiana, uh, even uh, a, a little bit out in the Ohio area too. Obviously, there's, there's a lot of states uh, that, that have a lot of really, really good AAU talent um, in, in the Midwest. So it's very difficult to keep a lot of these guys in the state when they're playing out of an AAU program. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's just one of those things that I think he, he'd probably get more recognition playing with a lot of these other guys on Indiana Elite, even if it is just for, for one or two seasons, right, and then transfer or, you know, switch programs, which a lot of guys do um, for at least a season. So, uh, again, still just 2024 for, for Travis Perry, um, but really, really talented player. He had 25 against uh, Indy Heat at the Run and Slam uh, quarterfinals last weekend. So uh, another guy to, to continue to watch. Wouldn't be totally shocked to, to see an offer come pretty soon from uh, from Indiana. Uh, he has a lot of high major, uh, yeah, high major offers already. So um, just another guy that that they're trying to to get there in the backcourt. And a lot of these offers that are going out right are to six foot seven guys and in, in really under, but a lot in that six foot seven uh, or six foot four to six foot seven range uh, because they, they're really prioritizing wings, really prioritizing uh, people who can create off of the dribble playmakers and, and shooters. And they're, they're going to live and die by that. It, it seems like in the next, you know, three to five years when they really get a full Mike Woodson roster of, of true recruits that, that he's built and, and he's uh, developed. Um, but at the same time, I think they're building it the right way, knowing that they need uh, they need more playmaking on the perimeter, and then that's what they're going after. Uh, and then, of course, uh, lots of folks wondering, and they can continue to wonder. But uh, with the current roster, what's going to happen there? And that's just basically one question on Trace Jackson Davis, of which that question was yet to be answered, of course. But Logan Duncan. Is he a kid that you think that that is going to have the time to get to where he needs to get to? Uh, are we getting to a point to where if you're not producing by your second year, you're replaceable? And I don't mean that about him per se. Just now in the age uh, that we are with the transfer portal uh, and things like that, uh, do you – I don't want to use the word give up, but that's not right, but – do you look elsewhere if that production is not coming by say by the second year? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I think especially with, with Mike Woodson and, and him wanting to at least have uh, a couple guys groomed in, in the front court here in, in the future, <clears throat> you know, he knows he's not going to have race and trace past this year. If they were to come back, right you know, obviously race is coming back, but in, in Trace's situation. So you, you're going to need depth. You're going to need guys who are going to be able to, to come in immediately and produce. Um, so, I, you know, it wouldn't shock me to see Logan Duncan get a few extra minutes, obviously, than, than what he got this season, which was which was not a lot. I still think the staff where, made a mistake. Where are those going to come from, though? And I agree with you, but where are those going to come from? Because they've added more talent. And if Trace Jackson Davis were to come back, his team's going to be loaded. Yeah, they, they've added more talent, but again, it, it comes back to what what your role is, right? Mike Woodson has shown, even with Michael Durer last year, you're, you're going to play a very specific role. It, it could be 10 minutes one game. It could be 30 seconds the next, literally just for a possession at the end of the game. Um, going to need to be ready to, to hear your name called. I think having another offseason for Logan Duncan, he was already young 
for his age or for his grade coming into Indiana. I uh, really needed to bulk up. But I mean, you know, he's a guy who had offers from anywhere in the Midwest. I mean, Wisconsin was really high on him. Ohio State, Iowa, Cincinnati, um, you know, some some other schools out uh, in the Big 12 uh, were interested. So, I mean, when you look at his recruitment, uh, really, really talented kid, uh, just not strong enough to compete in the in the Big Ten. Um, but he's a guy that, you know, even even the last half. Uh, with, with Archie Miller and, and, and his assistants. This was not a guy who was going to come in and produce immediately. Um, I think that's given Indiana the luxury of of seeing him kind of sit behind Race and, and Trace um, and now Malik Renault and Jordan Geronimo and go up against these guys in practice. Um, he was always going to be a guy where you hit your third and fourth year with him, and that's where you're going to see the most production. Um, and, and he's going to be a guy who, whether he starts or not, in his in his career, he's going to be a guy. If he stays at Indiana, going to have a role because he can defend the rim, he can rebound the ball, and he has a he has a really good motor. Um, and he's shown a little bit. I think the the only shots that he really hit in the limited minutes that he got this year were kind of that that high post fifteen footer. Um, he has a good shot. He he can kind of stretch the floor a little bit, and he's a guy that you would be able to play if you have athletic wings and, and really versatile forwards. Uh, a guy that you could play four round one and and be very not only fundamentally sound on the defensive end, but he he has a good ability to make plays on the offensive end as well. Uh, just a guy that that's really not going to make an impact in the, those first two seasons, and that's why I think the staff did make a mistake last year not redshirting him. There there was no reason to 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 not redshirt him, especially knowing he was kind of a year behind in in terms of. His, his development at the the kind of Big Ten high major level. And and so I think that's going to come back to bite them a little bit. Uh, at the same time, maybe they did want to redshirt him and, and Logan Duncan and the family obviously wanted to, to play. But, um, you know, that that's something that I think could come back to, to bite them if, uh, if that was not really a decision that the staff wanted to do. Uh, and the NBA Combine invites when uh, they're starting to trickle out, I think. Uh, when do you expect to hear more about that? Yeah, I mean, the, the NBA Combine's coming up here in, in about a week and a half to two weeks. So you're, you're going to start to hear names uh, like you already have start to, to come out. Uh, they typically put the, the list out probably a, a week in advance. So we're, we're getting kind of close to that here in the next, uh, in the next few days where we'll, we'll see kind of a, a fully put together list. Um, it, it's interesting because, you know, I, I really think Trace Jackson Davis should get a combine invite, but at the same time, um, teams already know what, what he can do. They, they may look to just bring him in for individual workouts, um, and not bring him to the combine because, um, I don't think necessarily that he's a guy that's going to blow you away with any of his testing. Um, you know, obviously his vertical, uh, vertical jump would be, probably up there with, with some of the, the better ones, especially for his position. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I, I just don't see, he's not overly long. He's not uh, super, super quick uh, horizontally. And and so with, with some of these testings, I think even if he were invited, I, I think I may pass that up and just do the individual workouts where I know I'm going to be putting kind of more of a, uh, a setting for, uh, for myself to succeed then do what everyone else has to do at the same time. So um, wouldn't be surprised if, if he does get one and, and doesn't want to go and just do the team workouts. Either way, it, it's going to be one that I think stretches out until that June 1st deadline. 
um, because regardless of what happens uh, at the combine, if he were to go or not, he's still going to get individual team workouts and that's going to stretch out into the, you know, the last week or so of May. Yeah. I'm looking at Sam Vicini uh, from the athletic, you know, his top 100. I, I'm trying to find uh, where he has, I think, yeah, he, he's, he's anywhere, he's anywhere from, you know, 55 to, to 85 ish. Right. Um, I know on a lot of different here. people's and that normally matters, but a lot of people are, are, I don't want to say poo-pooing that, but not looking at it when Trace himself has said, Hey, I, you know, I need to go in, you know, the early to mid low thirties. I've never seen that anywhere. So, uh, not it's, even, it's also, that. it's also, it's, it, I will say, obviously I've never been in that situation. So, so who knows what's actually going through, you know, his mind, uh, individually here, but, but, um, you know, it, it's a lot different to, to say that going into to the pre-draft process. And then you go through a workout and you hear a team give you kind of a, a commitment uh, that says, hey, we'll take you, you know, at the you know the, the late 40s. Right. Obviously, that's not in what what kind of what he wants to do. But if someone says they're going to take you in the 40s or, uh, you know, late 40s, I think that's kind of hard to pass up, um, uh, especially for a guy who, uh, like I said, teams know what he is at this point. I, I don't think coming back to college, he's going to develop a jump shot. I really don't. Um you know, other people may disagree. I know you and I are kind of uh, indifferent and indifferent when we when we put together kind of the pros and cons list of coming back to, to college for him. Um, but I, I just don't I don't think if you get that that kind of a commitment um, coming back to college is really worth it. We'll certainly find out, man. Uh, make sure you give Alec Lousy a follow and uh, check out everything he has at the dot com. Alec, I hope you have a great weekend. I appreciate it. Enjoy. Are you? I assume you're going to be watching the Derby, right? You have any uh, Derby picks? Man, I have not gone through that stuff yet. I've got to get through there. Take Cyberknife. <laughs> Cyberknife. There it is. John, John says Cyberknife. <laughs> and now I have to because if it wins and and I don't take it, then I'll I'll hear it for the next six weeks. <laughs> Alec Lasley oh, joining yeah. us here on it. Who's your pick? I, I haven't looked through it. I was I was hoping you would give me some uh, some good cyberknife. Going with cyberknife. Cyber that's that's the winner. If if he loses, it's on it John. Is. I'll take it. Cyberknife it is. Hey, we got. Uh, thanks a lot, Alec Lasley from thehoosier.com. Make sure you give him a follow, Alec. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, guys. Zach Osterman from Indy Star joins us next. Stay tuned. Right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Whether you're visiting Bloomington or a cutter, you need the Wild Club app. The Wild Club app lets you earn while you eat. Get discounts from places like Southern Stone Restaurant, comfort food with a Southern charm. Feast Market and Cellar has a wonderful selection of wines, cheeses, and much more. Cabello Restaurante, located on the square in the former Grazi location, has a menu that leaves you planning your return trip before dessert. 
BB's Market Butchers and Bakers, formerly the Wagon Wheel, has the best custom meats in all of southern Indiana and much more. The courtroom in Bedford is a great place to catch a game or just relax with friends. And there's so much more. Get your My Wow Club app now from your app store. It's free and you earn while you eat. Also, go to MyWowNetwork.com. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Considering an online pharmacy? Explore BeSafeRx to find useful information and resources to help you purchase medicines safely online. A safe online pharmacy requires a doctor's prescription, has an address in the United States, has a licensed pharmacist, and is licensed by a state pharmacy board. It's best to stay away from online pharmacies that don't meet these criteria. Discover more helpful tips and resources at BeSafeRx. Go to FDA.gov slash BeSafeRx. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. This segment is brought to you by REMAX Advanced Realty, Indie Home Pros team by Cheryl Sizemore. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Friday, joined by Zach Osterman of the Indy Star. Zach, how are you, sir? I'm good. How about you? Well, as a Reds fan, it's miserable at uh, looking at 3-22. <laughs> and 22. But do you know who two of their three wins came against? <laughs> I do. Yes, I do. It was the first, Is that- first, uh, first series of the season. Yeah, crazy. Uh, uh, talked about this yesterday against the reigning World Series champion, Atlanta Braves, and now they haven't barely they've won one game since. Um, that's they're on they're on pace for 142 losses. Zach. Yeah, I mean, I, I I saw the 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 comments that I think their owner made early in the season that that stuff just doesn't sit well with me. The whole like. Whether well, it was their owner, their GM, whoever said, you know, you're going to like it, go somewhere else. It's just like. The son of the owner. Okay. And it's just sort yeah. of, I mean, it's just sort of this idea. It goes back to this idea of like who do sports franchises really belong to? 
And it's like, obviously, okay, you paid the money. Technically, the asset belongs to you, but it, it's, it is still a community organization. And, you know, to, to treat that community with such contempt is, is just very, it's very, I, I find it very, very gross, I guess. I agree with you, man. Uh, and the Reds are not getting any better anytime soon, but the Castellini's in charge, it looks like. But uh, other things going on, Indiana adding a game with Arizona, it looks like, and uh, a neutral side game in Las Vegas as they continue to bolster their schedule. They've added Kansas. Uh, you've got the ACC Big Ten Challenge already there. But adding these big-time games, man, this is really turning things around for uh, schedule-wise for Indiana. Yeah, I mean, I think – you know, I mean, Mike Woodson is doing what he said he would do, which is go easy his first year, not wanting to, you know, ask too much of, as he likes to call it, his ball club um, before they had time to really be comfortable with him and what he wanted to do and all these different kinds of things. But on the other hand, you know, he said – before long, I want to be playing. I think he actually name-checked Kansas. He said, I want to be playing the Kansases. I want to be playing in the big events. You can't get into Maui on a whim or battle for Atlantis. That stuff's planned out years in advance. But what you can do is go seek out these opportunities. Now, my understanding is the Arizona game is not finalized in any way yet. So, like, I think – like, I'm confident it's going to happen. But you still got to work – through finding TV partners and making sure that, you know, all the money is, is equitable or is, is, you know, is, is kind of good. Everybody's good with how the money's going to get divvied up and, you know, who pays for what and who brings the refs and all those different kinds of things. Um, But it does just kind of go back to this idea that, that Mike Woodson laid out from the beginning, this is what he wants. And I think too, if there was any doubt in his mind, I think, you know, the way the selection committee probably looked at Indiana's non-conference schedule last year really changed it for him and, and made him feel like, okay, we're getting out of the crossroads classic. Now we need to go find something better, something. I mean, and, and I, I always liked that event. Selfishly. I always liked having an event close to home. Um, I thought it was a great atmosphere the building. It was a great atmosphere in the building. But it just never did enough, particularly for Indiana, specifically once they lost the Kentucky game. It never did enough for them on a schedule. And stuff like this is, you know, in a way, I think people would be surprised, like, there's maybe at the how thin the gap is between how much the committee would give you credit for beating Notre Dame in Indianapolis as opposed to, like, losing in overtime in Vegas to Arizona, if that makes sense. Absolutely, and I think that uh, Indiana, obviously, getting back into these bigger games, it, trying to, I talked to Alec about it earlier, it, it gets, perception is reality a lot of times, and people perceive Indiana outside of Indiana as being a has-been, and to get back into those conversations of Kansases and Kentuckys and Dukes and all that, you have to be playing those teams uh, and playing them competitively. Uh, and that hasn't been the case here for a while, but that is uh, something that Mike Woodson is changing and changing quickly and uh, doing it on a national scale. Uh, having to, a game in Las Vegas says a lot. It helps with recruiting too. And, Absolutely. And not, just, not just because you can talk to kids about you're going to play Kansas or you're going to be in Vegas. 
I mean, listen, the Big Ten does not have the best reputation in the NBA. Like, it, it just does not. Talk to NBA people. They will tell you that, yes, good players come out of the Big Ten and there are some good programs in the Big Ten, but there is also still more than just a perception that the Big Ten is a place where some guys can't develop some skills well enough because games are allowed to be played too slowly, too physical, too packed in. Well, you can counter that by saying, yeah, but you're also going to get to play Arizona. You know, I mean, like, this is what Mark Few does. Like, Mark Few plays his, his conference schedule effectively in November and December. He loads it up with tough games so that nobody can look at recruits he's pursuing and say, do you really want to go play Pacific at 10 o'clock on Thursday night in February? He can say, yeah, but look what we're doing all through non-conference. You're, you're going to get the opportunities to play the best players on the big stages. You know, it's going to be nationally televised. It's not going to be something NBA teams can miss. And you're going to get the chance to go up against other guys that NBA teams are going to be evaluating as potential lottery picks, first-round picks, second-round picks, which means you're going to get a chance to prove yourself. And this just helps balance some of that out. And and the more you do this, if you're doing the job right, and again, listen, all this ultimately still boils down to you got to win some of these games. You know, if Indiana goes to Kansas and Arizona and hosts UNC in the ACC Big Ten Challenge next year and goes 0-3, well, yeah, it probably won't help a lot. But long-term, if you do stuff like this, it sets a different expectation around your program. You, you use it to recruit better, to challenge your players more, to push them further. You win some of these games. They have success. They go on to the NBA. The next round of recruits say, oh, okay, there's a path to the NBA through Indiana. That's how this works, and it takes time. You know, you can't bake a cake in five minutes. Like, there's going to be a time – there's going to be an amount of time where you just got to put it in the oven and hope you mixed it right. That's kind of where Indiana is a little bit with these things, but you can't do it without challenging yourself in these ways. Yeah, and also, I you know, I thought that the Big Ten was looked at a little stronger than it was last year because I thought Indiana was solidly in after beating Michigan and Illinois and found out that they weren't solidly in, that had they not beaten Illinois, they would not have gotten in. And I, I was a little surprised at that, but – the results of the Big Ten, especially the last couple of years in the in the tournament, they're not voting well for themselves either. The conference is not succeeding in the tournament. Um, forget about winning a national championship. They're not even doing well in the tournament itself uh, as college basketball goes on to a, maybe a different age. Yeah, I mean, I think even more directly the message on Selection Sunday for Indiana was – what you did over the course of a whole season is going to matter a lot more to us than what you did over the course of 72 hours. Like that was great. You went to Indianapolis, rousing comeback against Michigan, dogfight against Illinois. You know, you were a, a, a breath away from beating Iowa. That's fantastic. But you know what? They kind of did the same thing to Iowa and Iowa would probably sit here and say, well, we would have done better in that tournament if you hadn't handed us a tough five twelve from a Richmond team that was well coached and playing with confidence. But it was kind of the same thing where the committee was saying, it's great what you did in one weekend, but we're also factoring what you did over the entire first two months of the season, first three months of the season. We're noticing, you know, from Indiana's perspective, how few road wins you have, how rarely you challenged yourself when you had the, you know, because in Big Ten play, the schedule is what it is. Everyone always understands that. 
but you can control a lot of elements of what you do in November and December. And Indiana chose to take the path of pretty much least resistance. They didn't do anything. They didn't have to. Um, and then, you know, I mean, obviously we can sort of make the argument, well, does a tougher non-conference maybe toughen you up for a better conference? Does that make you better for the NCAA tournament? Tom Izzo would probably sit here and argue it does. Tom Izzo's famous for playing difficult non-conference schedules. Tom Izzo's obviously also the most successful Big Ten coach of his generation by some distance. But one way or another, I think from Indiana's perspective, that the main message to draw from Selection Sunday was we need to see more in November and December of you trying to challenge yourself at the highest level than we need to see you just having one really good weekend in March. I agree with that a thousand percent. Uh, the NBA combine invites are starting to trickle out now as that will happen in a week and a half, two weeks. Uh, that will pretty much give a, give Indiana fans the answer that they're probably looking to for certain whether or not if Trace Jackson Davis does not get an invite to the combine, it's highly unlikely he will remain in the draft. I would think, but that's not for certain. Nothing is for certain because there's only so many invites. Right. I mean, first of all, if he's not invited to the combine, my understanding has always been that there's some elements of the pre-draft process that you kind of have to be invited to the combine to then participate in. So that would maybe also clarify his decision making a little bit. Um, I also think I will say I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this without sounding like I'm trying to talk like I'm really cool and tapped in because I'm not. But I have talked to some people I know around the NBA they would be really surprised if he doesn't get an invite. They would be very surprised if he's not on that list. They think he is the sort of player that, you know, he's he's certainly in, you know, fringe, somewhere in that, that nexus between getting drafted probably in the second round and trying to land a, a good two-way contract. And guys like that really – much more so than the guys that we all think are consensus top 10, certainly top five, you know, the Bancaros, the, the, the Chet Holmgrens, like those, you know, even like a Jaden Ivey. Jaden Ivey maybe participates in the combine or maybe he doesn't participate in parts of the combine. He'd rather save some of that stuff to show individual teams in workouts. The combine is really there for guys like Trace who maybe he goes in and he tests like crazy and he plays really well and he shows some jumpers, you know, some, some ability to stretch out his offensive game. And then he can get into some individual workouts with, with individual teams and show some of that stuff too. And that's when his, his stock can grow. I would be pretty surprised if he's not invited. I do agree that sort of the, the combine and the immediate sort of post combine process is probably where you're going to see his decision making sort of just sort of crystallize. Um, I, I do think at least again, talking to people in the league right now, he is very much on that cut line between maybe he's a second round pick. Maybe he's a two way guy, but maybe he's also a guy that can get enough in NIL to make one more year of college worth it. Um, you know, I, I would be surprised given the deals he has, if he's not well into six figures already, and a two-way deal can pay you anything from like seventy-five, eighty thousand. It depends on like basically where the NBA sets the rookie minimum, and then 
I think the, the G League contracts started at 75 recently. I think they may have either gone up recently or be going up very recently to like 80 or 81 or something like that. But you make you make the G League rate when you're in the G League. You make the NBA something around the rookie minimum when you're in the NBA. You can only be in the NBA for a certain period of time on a two-way contract before the team has to put you on a full contract. So the point is, you can max out your two-way earnings, I think, somewhere around $400,000, $450,000. But that's if you totally max it out. You can also spend most of that time in the G League and still make, listen, I mean, I'd love to make $75,000 a year. Like, you, you, you're still making good money, but it's not, you're not making so much money that maybe you can walk away from some of these NIL responsibilities uh, or some of these NIL commitments. So I think he's going to be one of those guys that's, Right on that cut line. I like to be like B. John Robinson from Texas, the running back from Texas, signed a Lamborghini deal with the uh, an, uh, um, a Lamborghini dealership there in Austin. That does sound nice. It's that not bad. Nice. <laughs> it's not bad. He's going to be the big man on campus for sure. Uh, Zach, man, I hope you have a great weekend with the kiddos. Uh, it's one of those weekends. There's not a lot going on. So uh, this is one of those times where you get to relax, hopefully, and just chill out with the family. Thank you, sir. I hope you have a good one, too. Enjoy the, the derby or whatever else it is you uh, you get up to this weekend. Hopefully, I'm going to be staying in Bloomington, hopefully, but uh, we'll be looking forward to it. Zach Osman from the Indy Star joining us, as always, here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Jeremy Gray coming up next, all brought to you by our good friends at REMAX Realty, Cheryl. Size more. Make sure you reach out to Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Back with Jeremy Gray right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether you're visiting Bloomington or a cutter, you need the Wild Club app. The Wild Club app lets you earn while you eat. Get discounts from places like Southern Stone Restaurant, comfort food with a southern charm. Feast Market and Cellar has a wonderful selection of wines, cheeses, and much more. Cabello Restaurante, located on the square in the former Grazi location, has a menu that leaves you planning your return trip before dessert. BB's Market, Butchers and Bakers, formerly the Wagon Wheel, has the best custom meats in all of southern Indiana and much more. The courtroom in Bedford is a great place to catch a game or just relax with friends. And there's so much more. Get your My Wild Club app now from your app store. It's free and you earn while you eat. Also, go to MyWildNetwork.com. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let Drs. Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio.
The fourth annual Crawfest sponsored by Courtroom Sports Grill is back. Join us at the annual Crawfest May 13th and 14th at the Harp Commons in downtown Bedford. This year's event will be headlined by country superstar and Hoosier native Clayton Anderson. We are planning for this to be Bedford's biggest Crawfest ever with the biggest Crawfest boil around. Complete with a beer garden, stocked with local craft brews, live music Friday and Saturday, and fun for the entire family. Where else can you get all you can eat, listen to great music, enjoy it all on a beautiful southern Indiana spring night? Let's kick summer off early. For more information, go to the Courtroom Sports Grill Facebook page. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. This segment is brought to you by Southern Stone Restaurant. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington. Welcome back. It is Friday, and that is always a good day, man, and makes it even better. We've got Jeremy Gray, so it's not a Gray Friday, but it kind of is, but it's a happy Gray Friday as Jeremy joins us from Indiana, the new voice uh, of Assembly Hall, I guess we could say, but you've known his name for quite a while. Jeremy, how are you, man? Welcome. We're doing well. We're doing well. You know, though, uh, I'm kind of ready for the weather to turn a little bit. Like, next week looks like it's going to be like 85 and gorgeous, but... A little, little over the 58 and damp. I've been waiting for a month, man. I've been ready for a month for this, it seems like uh, it's been like this. But Jeremy is the Senior Associate Athletic Director for Strategic Communications, his official title. Uh, but he is also over the Cuban Center uh, at IU. But also you'll be hearing his voice a lot more frequently uh, as he will take over for Chuck Crabb officially beginning next year those are big shoes to fill not that you don't always already have a a big enough job but now those are some big shoes man yeah you know uh i always think of the movie 61 where they didn't like mickey Mantle for 10 years for replacing joe dimaggio so I, i'm thinking uh i'm no mickey Mantle, and you know but i am following joe dimaggio so we'll see we'll see how the fan base reacts uh, are you going to keep the, uh, I, I'm assuming you're going to keep the sophomore because it seems like it's added into your, you've kind of been able to adopt it in a way that does not seem cheeky or cheesy. It just seems like it fits right in. Well, I, I think it would be a nice nod to Chuck. Uh, yes. obviously I'll deliver it in a much different way, but I'll, I'll make it three syllables. I think going forward, <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's a must have, uh, but like I said, you've did it in a way that already that you can tell that it's homage, uh, and it seems to bring, it, it adds a little something. People seem to like it. They like it. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, he did it well for 46 years. Why so screw up something that's been going well. That's my next question, man. So are you going to be able to do this for 46 years? No, and actually the gentleman before him did it for 45. So I think <laughs> I'm the third person in the history of the invention of the microphone to do public address announcing for Indiana basketball. Uh, I don't think uh, I, I can last that long. 
Uh, but uh, hopefully I've got a nice 25-year run in me and happily pass it off to somebody else at the end. So you're the only the third person in over 90 years to do this. Yeah. That, yeah like, that sounds like being uh, – I don't even know what that sounds like being because there's nothing – I don't know if there's anything else that even comes close to that. No, it's unbelievable. Um, and Chuck has been extraordinarily gracious. He was gracious at the end of the year. Um, you know, he came into my office and just said, do your own thing, you know, as you're subbing. You don't have to, uh, you know, do an imitation. It did touch me that you did the sophomore thing. But make sure you make it your own. And then he sent me a really nice note earlier in the week when it was ultimately announced um, that I was going to be doing it going forward. And, you know, honestly, I didn't have really any, any intention of doing this. Um, but in the last couple of weeks of the season, um, some of the feedback, uh, you know, it was nice. And Scott was asking me to do it. And, uh, frankly, it was about the second half of that second women's basketball game in the NCAA tournament where it's going back and forth. The place is going crazy. And I'm like, you know, this is kind of fun. So, uh, you know, after that, talked to my wife and ultimately decided that it would be something I'd, I'd want to do. You got to be there anyway. So it's not like, uh, you're asking, asking your wife for permission to be away more than you already have to be. So you had that going for you. I did. You know, it's 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 forty games uh, between the men's and women's games. I mean, it's a it's a large commitment. Uh, it's one that you can't <laughs> call in sick for unless you're really sick. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm excited to do it. I, I go to the you know most of the women's basketball games are required to be at the men's basketball games. It's actually just four feet over from where I normally sit for the men's basketball games. So I'm really really excited to 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 dig into it and uh, you know. As the end of the season rolled along, it, it, it kind of grew in my mind as something that, you know, I, I'd be willing to do. And when you talk, consider the men's and the women's, that is a commitment. 40, 40 nights. And if you think about it, you're already working. And if I had to be someplace 40 other nights, that would be hard to know that not one of those nights could I plan to do something else. And if anything else in life comes up, I've got to put that off. That's that's nuts. Well, you know, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, coal mining or. No, you know, no, 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 no. I'm just meant to commit. But, but it's a, it, it was a commitment. And, you know, I had to, I did have to talk to my wife. I've got, you know, a 15 year old and, a, uh, uh, you know, a, a fourth grader. And, you know, they've got their own activities and things that you want to be there for. And just wanted to make sure that I wasn't screwing up the important things in life by committing to these 40 nights. Uh, but uh, we figured that we were there for most of it anyway, and that we'll find a way to work it out. You know, the the cell phone's a beautiful thing. They can record, you know, Jonah's occasional basket or, you know, uh, Zoe doing doing well in a, in a competition or something like that. So I, I, I can watch it later or communicate with them. Um, and frankly, the kids got a real kick out of it at the end of the year, too. Uh, Tony does uh, bring up a good point. Did the guy before Chuck, was he using a megaphone to start out with? No, he was straight microphone the whole time. Um, and Chuck, you know, in his note that he sent me earlier in the week said, you know, for the first couple of, for the first couple of months, you know, he went through all the McCracken years and the early Bob Knight years. So he was associated with a ton of success that, you know, uh, Chuck had to carve out his own way in the early going and wanted to offer his support for me as, you know, there will be people uh, who will miss Chuck, and rightfully so. He's an absolute icon. And frankly, my goal at the end of the year was to have no one deflate my tires in the parking lot after a game because I wasn't <laughs> Chuck. 
And I, I at least passed that test. Um, but yeah, no, he, he did not. He was not a town crier or on a megaphone at the beginning. I think uh, Mr. Dawes, uh, you know, was straight up on the microphone from the from the mid 1930s on. Who does football and why have a different person doing football and basketball? So the person who does football is Rob Lauer, and I think he does a nice job, and he's really made it. He does awesome. He does awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck Chuck did it for 25 years or so. I think uh, people don't realize this about Chuck. He had huge responsibilities throughout the department. I mean, he was was a one-man keychain and fuse box. Like, he's the only guy who knew where a lot of this stuff was. So he had a huge responsibility outside of the public address work. I also think, um, you know, with that – you know, they, they found somebody who provided a new voice in football. And Rob's actually been doing it a long time. I think he started in the Jerry DiNardo years. And he's kind of carved out his own niche in football. And I think he brings a lot to the table that way. He does. He, I, the fans love him. He does a great job. Uh, it, it's nice to hear a different take on it. And everyone have their own uh, style of doing things. So uh, I was just curious as to that. I, I knew that. but Because uh, you always hear that different voice. And uh, it, it's just always to, to – try to get a glimpse of who they are behind it. Uh, he's kind of an unknown figure. You have been around because of what all you do, of what your job entails. At least I see you around and what I do. Maybe a lot of the fans don't get to, but I, I do because you work, like I said, at the Cuban Center and with uh, the SIDs, so we get to see you a lot more. The fans, they see you but not always know who you are. Yeah, and, uh, that was actually one of the reasons I was a little reticent to do it because I kind of like not, not knowing yeah. who I am. Um, and, you know, I, I was in broadcasting for a long time. I did, you know, play-by-play at Notre Dame and then did some play-by-play here and some sideline work for the Big Ten Network. And I teach a sportscasting class here on campus. So I've, I've got some experience doing it, um, but it's been a while. And, you know, it was something that I had kind of not moved on from because I didn't love it, but – moved into an administrative capacity and that's more of a behind the scenes role. Uh, I really hadn't thought about, you know, becoming the public address announcer here. Um, but I was the guy down the hall who could do it when Chuck retired mid season. I ended up liking it. Scott asked me to do it. Um, got nice feedback from the players and the coaches themselves on both teams. And frankly, there was a, a, a former player, you know, we remaining confidence who actually said something that really resonated with me. They said, you know, when Chuck announced my name as in the starting lineups, it meant a lot to me, and it's a big part of an athlete's experience. And you've been around for a long time. You love the place. You know us. You, you love the athletes. It, it's important that whoever does this is somebody who really cares about the place. And asked me if I would do it, and I, I was I was genuinely flattered and touched by it. Um, and then, frankly, that second half of that women's basketball game where it was going back and forth, and big shot after big shot, I'm like. This is a good time. I, I you know, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. So then, you know, I talked to Scott afterwards, and uh, I said, Scott, I know that you asked me before, but I, I, I think I'm willing to do it. Well, familiarity always uh, makes things better, especially uh, when when fans are uh, come. To, they they like things that the familiar. They like things that they like, uh, and we have all come to know that. Are anything that. Since you've done the, you did a couple of the men's games this year, obviously filling in for Chuck there at the end. Uh, anything that you're thinking about adding uh, in your repertoire for next year that the fans can look forward to? Yeah, so there there are three, I think, iconic sports brands in Indiana. And this is no disrespect to some other schools or to, to the professional franchises, but I call them like heirloom programs. 
One of them's Indianapolis 500, one of them's Notre Dame football, and one of them's Indiana basketball. And this is something that people's great-grandparents cared about and rooted for. This is a generational-type passion. Uh, and people could talk about recent success or whatever, but this is something that goes back generations. And so you need to have a respect for the building, a respect for what has come before. Uh, I'm going to bring a more contemporary style and sensibility to the job, I think, uh, than what than what Chuck did. I, I've always said that Chuck and Bob Shepard, who was the public address announcer for, I think, 65 years for the New York Yankees, they might be like on a one on the scale where a WWE announcer is a 10. Um, I'm going to come in at about a five. Uh, I, I'm going to bring, you know, um, a little more volume to it. Uh, I will definitely be more of a homer, but Chuck's stately, um, classy, regal approach is something that, uh, you know, commands respect. And I don't think me becoming some sort of, you know, carnival barker and announcing three while the other team has completely dribbled down the court and has already gotten off another shot while I'm still saying three <laughs> is necessarily appropriate for the building. But definitely going to bring some juice to the starting lineups. And um, I think people will listen at the end. I said the same thing for both sides. Uh, you know, when they would score a basket or when Indiana would score a basket, I would say the same thing, but I just did it at a much different volume with a different level of enthusiasm. So I'm going to be somewhat journalistic and, you know, uh, in the way I describe things, but I will definitely be more fired up when Indiana scores a basket. Uh, but I think it's important in that building to respect that building and not become, you know, an over the top thinking that I'm the show. Uh, and it sounds like it's going to be fun. Uh, and as we've talked about a lot of things today uh, in regards to Indiana basketball uh, that are going to be more fun, uh, Indiana, you've got a home and home schedule with Kansas already. We saw that now they're looking at adding uh, a game with Arizona. That's not completed yet to our knowledge, but that's in the process of, of being added. So a lot of excitement coming with Indiana basketball next season already. And uh, it sounds like there's going to be a lot more with you behind the mic. You know, I, I talked to the person who replaced Kaywood Ledford at Kentucky a, a while back when I was still doing play-by-play, and I was like, "How did? when did they accept you? And he's like, well, they accepted me when we won our first national championship. <laughs> uh, so I, I am so excited. I mean, we're looking at two teams that are going to probably be top 20 teams next year. It's the best era of women's basketball by a factor of 10 in the history of yes. the women's basketball. And it feels like Indiana basketball is starting to feel right again on the men's side. And so I might be jumping into this thing at the right time. You know, it wouldn't be bad to go 40 and 0 in my first year as the PA guy. Boy, howdy. Has there ever been a time that Indiana women's and men's basketball were ranked at the same time? Because I know there's not been that many times a women's team. There, there have. I believe it was, it wasn't all that long ago. Uh, and it was like a, a maybe a week or two, but yes, there have been times where they've been ranked at the, but but not a lot, <laughs> not a lot. But I I feel we're gonna we're gonna add to that week total next year, and I, I am really excited about it. You know, love both staffs. Uh, uh, I think fans are really connecting to uh, both sets of players too on a personal level. Um, and Woody gets the job. You know, uh, you know, obviously there there are things that fans would have liked to have turned out differently, you know, so far this year, but, you know, you, you sit there and you're talking to him about his camp and he's like, Oh yeah, we're having camp that I went to Bob Knight basketball camp. This is a big part of my upbringing. We're going to, we're going to totally go over the top and make this great for little kids. And I'm like, this is a person who understands 
the presidential nature of the Indiana head men's basketball job. He get, you know, frankly, going out and throwing the first pitch at that 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 IU baseball game at Victory Field the other day, and then you know, do a strike. All the players like do a strike too, baby. (laughs) He gets the job here. Yeah, and he threw a strike, and he enjoys being a part of it. And and I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, the women's and men's basketball, they could go all season next year ranked together. I mean, Indiana men's program obviously expected to be better next year than this year, and I think that they're going to start the season ranked. Obviously, the women's program, they could possibly be, if it's even possible, they might be better next year, as crazy as that is to say. Uh, I never thought that I would say that after last season's team with with who all they had, but they have Terry Moore has done a hell of a job in replacing the ones that she lost. Yeah, she needs to start writing her Hall of Fame speech because she's going to make the athletics Hall of Fame for what she's done with that program. But yeah, I think they're going to have you know two highly competitive teams next year in the top top third of the Big Ten with a chance to compete for the Big Ten championship in both. It's not my job to go lay out expectations for the teams. I'm not the sport administrator for either program, but it's it's an exciting time. And, you know, success tends to breed more success. And you see a nice first year, obviously, with some ups and downs with the men's program. But uh, it has resonated on the recruiting trail. And they're, they're getting players. And people are wanting to be a part of it. And it's really an exciting time. Uh, you may not be able to answer this because of just not want to, but I have said that Grace Berger, I think, is the best bas- women's basketball player to ever play at Indiana, and she's not finished yet. But she has just the all around the the best all around women's player that I have ever seen here, and that I have ever known of at Indiana. And I think she's going to go on to do great things once she's finished at Indiana. Uh, but I just saw someone throw a comment up about her, and I'm like, gosh, dang it. I just I, I love, I, watch, love watching her play. I was the play-by-play voice for women's basketball here from 02 through 14, uh, and I don't want to hurt the feelings of some remarkable women that I traveled with, you know, all that time. And obviously, you know, the, the George Washington-type figures for that program, I, I, I think would rightfully be Amanda Cahill and Tyra Buss, and they set a ton of records. But – if you talk about all-around skills and what they can bring to the court, I, I don't think there's ever been a player as as versatile and as good top to bottom as Grace Berger. And, you know, it's funny. Um, I was texting back and forth with Tyra Buss in the tournament last year, and I'm like, yeah, it's a little chippy. And I was at the game. I went to San Antonio for the game. Like, yeah, it's getting a little chippy here. You know, Grace is John back and forth with them. And Tyra Buss goes, if I were Grace, I'd be John back and forth too. So even <laughs> the great ones know how great – Grace Berger is. Uh, she's a baller, man. She's just fun to watch. It's fun. It'd be fun to watch them again next year, and it'd be fun to, to watch them with you behind the mic, man. Looking forward to it, as well as the men games as well. So uh, congratulations again. Uh, good luck this summer as you prepare to take the reins, I guess, for, for good. Yep. I'm going to buy a lot of Hall's mentalitis and some green <laughs> tea. Just work on the vocal cords, and we'll be ready for we'll be ready for action next fall. And um, you know, there is no replacing Chuck Crab. There's just succeeding Chuck Crab. And hopefully it's a great environment for, for our fans, you know, for next year and years to come. Looking forward to it, man. I can't thank you enough, Jeremy. I appreciate you. And uh, thank you. Have a great weekend. Hey, thank you.
You bet Jeremy Gray joining us here, the new voice of the Indiana Hoosiers, PA for men's and women's basketball. You'll be hearing whenever you're in a Simon Scott Assembly Hall. We got plenty more coming up here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're back with it right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether you're visiting Bloomington or a cutter, you need the Wild Club app. The Wild Club app lets you earn while you eat. Get discounts from places like Southern Stone Restaurant, comfort food with a Southern charm. Feast Market and Cellar has a wonderful selection of wines, cheeses, and much more. Que Bello Restaurante, located on the square in the former Grazi location, has a menu that leaves you planning your return trip before dessert. BB's Market, Butchers and Bakers, formerly the Wagon Wheel, has the best custom meats in all of Southern Indiana and much more. The courtroom in Bedford is a great place to catch a game or just relax with friends. And there's so much more. Get your My Wow Club app now from your app store. It's free and you earn while you eat. Also, go to MyWowNetwork.com. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let Drs. Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. This segment is brought to you by BB's Market in Bloomington. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. 
Welcome back. It's Friday here at Indiana Sports Beat Radio, brought to you by our good friends at BB's Marketplace. BB's Marketplace is your local meat shop, steakhouse, and caterer, no matter where you live. Some of the best custom meats around BB's Marketplace has the largest variety of in-house made products as well. And you can just reach out to them. Visit bbsmarket.com. Order online. They'll send you the steaks, whatever you want. Like 20-something different kinds of sausages. It's crazy. I And it's a – I grilled uh, – I did grill yesterday, but it wasn't – I don't know, this weekend, maybe, maybe this weekend. Get to doing some grilling. Hopefully. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, let's see. Jennifer, she's Jennifer's going down to see Snoop Dogg this weekend. You got the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Tomorrow. Today is the Oaks Day. I originally planned on going down there to do the show from there, but it's raining supposedly down in Louisville all day today. So not looking was not looking forward to that. So I opted out. John, I heard you popping in. No, so sometimes when you hear me clicking, it's it's me deciding if I should say something or not, and then I'll unmute it. Mute well, I hear it, that's what I'm it. saying. I, I hear you popping in. I'm like, well, are you going to say something? What are you going to do? Sometimes I'm still gathering thoughts, but I'm not sure it's raining yet, but I know by noon we're supposed to be getting some storms in the area. So, Which means I could have come down and done the show and left and been fine. Um, but it's that's a lot, you know. Maybe we'll do it next year instead. How about that? Um, I don't have a favorite, too. I, I have not looked through it yet. So the actual um, favorite, I know earlier I mentioned Cyberknife. That's not the favorite. That's just my favorite based on name alone. But the two favorites are Zandon and, um, oh, what's his name? Epicenter. With 7-2 odds. Epicenter has, and then I believe Zandon, Zandon, not Xander. Did I say Xander the first time? Zandon. Zandon Zandon has three to one odds, I believe, right now as the two favorites. Excuse me. And those are the two favorites. Yeah. I've got to look. It's, you know what I always like to do, what what do for the same thing I always do. I, I either bet big and not by big amount. I mean, try to hit the big bet either. The trifecta or the superfecta, which is three or four horses, you know, picking the first three or the first four horses. Um, but you can you box them and you do all that stuff and it ends up costing so much. So, yeah, yada, yada. A couple of years ago, well, five years ago, actually the first year um, did this show. It wasn't Indiana Sports Beat at that time, but um, we started doing the show five years ago, actually. And was that actually at Churchill Downs uh, doing the Thursday and Friday shows out there. But Kirk Haston, a good friend of the show, came on, and um, I had turned it into an an Indiana-themed derby kind of a deal and wanted to have everybody just give me their picks of what they wanted for the derby and and had several people uh, that that came on. Coach Bill Mallory was – was with us and uh he was one and, and several others and kirk haston they all gave us their derby picks and i get to kirk and this was not planned out in any way this is what still amazes me to this day had not had a conversation with him about 
what he ends up doing. Um, and he, I, I don't know where this starts, but he asks if he can pick his own horse's name. And I'm like, well, yeah, sure. I don't, is that part on this? John? I don't think so. No. Okay. So he asked me if he could pick his own horse's name, which I'm like, well, yeah, I actually can. I'm thinking, well, how are you going to pick a favorite in the Derby if you're picking your own horse's name? Uh, but I'm like, whatever. So this is our friend Kirk Haston, and this is how his Derby favorite pick went five years ago. Uh, well, the Derby favorite uh, is, of course, uh, who smelt it and uh, it dealt it. But this is, uh, I think it's because of his this heart has, has such a, a big heart and uh and it's going to be the it's going to be uh, it's not going to be the favorite but uh it'll be one that gets uh, a lot of action um heart is h-e-a-r-t-e-d and uh we're just going to really pull for him down the stretch so we'll, we'll see how this goes how do you think it's going to turn out well i i think it's going to go something uh, a little like this all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's a beautiful day at the Derby. We're getting ready to get set, and they're off. Well, Hoof-Hearted is really sticking it up out of the gate, but hopefully they'll pull it out down the stretch. Man, I, I really am disappointed. Or Hoof-Hearted, Hoof-Hearted, is, Hoof-Hearted is pulling out. Of, it's going past Charmin. Hoof-Hearted is coming down the stretch. Hoof-Hearted is picking up ground on Hoof's mouth as they dealt it. Hoof-Hearted, 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 Hoof-Hearted. It is unbelievable. These people are throwing it's, it's toilet paper. Proof hard and win. <laughs> oh man, uh, it was Justin Kalen you heard laughing in the background. Our first producer. Yeah, that's hey, who I was curious. To I was going to ask you who that was with you. Uh, Justin laughing. Uh, yeah, besides myself, uh, because we were like, "Are you kidding me?" Uh, that's a that's a duly elected official in Tennessee, state representative. Just kidding. I call him the governor. Uh, I, I just I'll, I keep teasing him. I think he's going to be governor one of these days, and when he does, that that that's never going away. But uh, that's kind of funny. But he's a character. I mean, if you think Kirk Hasten's not uh, just he he is the mo- one of the most unique individuals I've ever met because he is so kind and nice, but off the wall funny like this. I'm serious. When I say we had zero conversation about that, I had no idea it was coming and I thought it was hilarious and that he had the the ability to laugh at himself like that. Um, it, it was just awesome. But you can imagine what he was like as a teammate, what he would have been like to have as a teammate. He's one of the, if not the best player on the team, but yet he's probably the funniest guy, probably the nicest guy on the team. Um what a great individual he is. But, you know, I play that each year and we laugh. But at the same time, he's one of the just truly the greatest people that I've had the fortune of meeting. Um, funny and nice all at the same time. Kirk Haston uh, down in he's a, an elected official state representative now for, I don't know, three years down in Tennessee where he's from. Uh, Lobelville, I think, is where it is. We need to get Kirk Haston a horse, whether it's in the Derby or just in one of the Derby Day races named Hoof-Hearted. I would not be surprised if that has not been the case already in the past, but they do pay attention to horse names. Um, now, trust me, because they know that people try to be funny. Uh, but the, the greatest 
call of all time. You'd have to pull this up. Was the the merit was the one about the the ex wives? Uh, she no, she knows everything. She doesn't know anything. <laughs> it, was, it was something. It, it was about. It was something along those lines. Uh, it was a horse call. Try to Google that. Uh, uh, great horse calls with uh, the horse names. She doesn't know anything. She knows it all. It I was think for that the was... Derby or just a random horse race? No, this was a horse race. It was not a the Derby, but it was a real race because the call was fantastic. Because if the, the, the announcer is calling out these names, she doesn't know anything. She knows it all. It's on the inside. She doesn't know anything. It's all coming on the outside. Here we go. It's, it's uh, my wife knows everything versus my wife knows nothing. Give me can one you, minute and I'll see if I can get yeah, this pulled up. It's This is an actual race call that took place some at some time. This is probably 10 years or maybe 15 years old. I don't know. But it's it actually happened. It was hilarious. Um but it's you know it's Derby weekend, so throwing some Derby themes in there. Here some we funnies. go. I have the uh, looks like I believe this is the back stretch, so we'll see how this goes. If doesn't know on the far outside, Little Miss Macho is fourth. They're into the stretch. Lady Mutata, my wife knows everything. Center of the track, the wife doesn't know. Into the final <laughs> furlong, my wife knows everything. The wife doesn't know. They're one, two. Of course they are. My wife knows everything in front. To the outside, the wife doesn't know. My wife knows everything. The wife doesn't know. My wife knows everything. More than the wife doesn't know. Oh, my gosh. Miss Tallahassee was third, and Morningside Heights was fourth. Wow. See, you thought I was lying. That was a real I couldn't believe I could find it, to be honest. I didn't think it would show up. Uh, uh, that, That thing's famous. What are you talking about? famous that's how he quick came up that quickly so but uh yeah it's uh someone says it sounds like it should have been an abbott and costello skit that's exactly what it sounded like and the fact that they were one two for real that's crazy uh espn is for sure going to give a unc give us unc two coaches returning to their school number one team in the country to oh yeah is he talking about to watch next year I've got one more Derby horse comment, name comment, on one of the Derby horses this year. One of the names is Barber Road. I do believe that's probably a play on former Derby winner, Barbaro, but in a more joking fashion. He has very bad odds. Just a heads up. I was going to say, is is there a relationship, though, though, a lot of times in the lineage? Yeah, I I didn't do that much research into it, but I remember reading the name out loud, and I was like, that sounds like there could be a... uh, connection in some way shape or form i mean if if you're in the there you go forced tell them 69 viewers currently and only four likes hit that button baby uh that's right everybody if you're for those of you that uh i know that we are 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 great folks on the raft 97.7 and uh wbro 89.1 but if you're if you're not listening there and you're catching it on youtube make sure you hit the uh subscribe and like button please it does help us a tremendous amount and thank you for us for pointing that out we appreciate you uh but yes please once you like right now it's easy just hit the like button like and subscribe if you haven't already like boom like it's that easy we appreciate you uh it's been a great week it's been a fun week as always uh it was a fun day need to get the temperatures up man 
done with the rain next week. Hopefully it's going to be a whole different deal. We're going to come out of this weekend and heading towards, you've got the, uh, the Crawfest next weekend down in Bedford or up in Bedford, depending on where you are. Don't forget about that. That takes place uh, at the Harp Commons in downtown, downtown Bedford next weekend. So looking forward to doing that. You've got uh, who's your native Clayton Anderson headlining that it's Friday and Saturday though. So you can be there both nights. Um, crawfish boil, all you can eat. Looking forward to going down, being a part of it. And then we've got the Indianapolis 500 this month. Um, thank you, Tom. I appreciate you. I uh, didn't, didn't see that earlier. Um, I appreciate you, Tom. I appreciate every one of you guys. Uh, thank you so much. Appreciate you all more than anything. Thanks to Alec Lasley. Thanks to Zach Osterman. Thanks to Jeremy Gray. Congratulations. And thanks to Kirk Haston again. Uh, we'll thank him again. Thanks to John, the producer. Most importantly, thanks to you guys. Without you, we've got no reason to be here. And uh, we make it fun for us each and every day. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, go and like and subscribe on Facebook if you're, or uh, YouTube, rather, if you haven't already. And give me a follow on Twitter at Jim Coyle ASB. Appreciate it all. Other than that, go have yourselves a great weekend. And until Monday, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. Thanks for listening to Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page for more clips and team coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and more. You can also find full episodes and tons of other content on thehoosier.com. We'll see you next time for another edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio.